0: Here at Broadway Church, we have a problem. It's a problem that is not unique to us, but a problem nevertheless. It's called the big church problem. See, we're a big church with multiple campuses, many ministries and thousands of people, but that's not the problem. The problem is when a big church starts to feel like a big church. When it's hard to connect or or to meet someone new or to get to know someone's story. See, we don't see this as a problem that necessarily needs to be fixed. However, we see this as a tension that needs to be managed. And as we're very aware of this tension, we are working hard at managing it. At Broadway, we're trying to make it not feel like a big church, but rather like a small church with just lots of people. See, one of the many ways that we try to do this is we take the last Sunday of every year and we host a God at Work Sunday. See, in a big church, sometimes it's hard to hear or communicate all of the stories and moments when God has been moving so powerfully in people's lives. So this is the last Sunday of the year, so we're going to slow down and we're going to hear from you, the people of God, sharing about the faithfulness of God. Today, we're gonna hear three stories from people who call Broadway home. And as you listen to their stories, my prayer is that you would feel connected to how God is moving in our midst, that you would allow God to stir in your heart, to speak to your spirit, and to encourage you that no matter what you may face this coming year, God knows you, God is with you, and God is at work in your life too, amen? Amen. Okay. Our first story comes from a Simon in our church. There's not too many Simons around, so every time I find one, it's kind of a big deal to me. Simon Claver has been a member of our church for many years, and he's been on a roller coaster journey over the past two years where he has had to deal with loss and grief. He has found himself asking the question, God, what is it that you have for me? This is Simon's Story.
1: We were married in 1993, and she was the most tender person in the world. So loving, so kind, always thoughtful. Um, being a nurse it was kind of like her, just the way that she was, you know. So um, our marriage was, uh, was made in heaven. passed away on November the 10th, 2019, so it's been two years. So she actually battled cancer. She got cancer, breast cancer, uh, about 2015. Well, grieving is not the easiest thing for sure, right? And the loneliness of not having your wife with you. So I think if anything, it's recognizing God's presence in your life that he says i will hold you up i will direct your path i will i will put my arms around you and and that's my prayer almost every night before i go to sleep i say lord i need you put your arms around me Since Luce passed away, at the end of my prayers, every morning, I say to the Lord, Lord, you've got me here. You've taken Luce home to be with you. What is it that you want me to do today? And what it was is that the Lord speaking to me, and he said, Simon, I want you to do something special for me. And I said, Lord, what is that? He says, I want you to go and visit the staff at Royal Columbian Hospital, the nurses. They're just overwhelmed with this COVID stuff. And so I says, well, okay, Lord. I said, sure. I says, but how, how do I do that? And the Lord says, well, leave the arrangements up to me. At the end of January, I felt kind of fluish and Sunday I was worse. Monday I was worse than Sunday. and <laughs> Tuesday I was worse than Monday. So I'm talking to my daughter and she says, dad, she says, go have a COVID test. I did, came back positive. And that was on a Thursday. So, and I was still going downhill. I was uh, having difficulty breathing. They took me to uh, Royal Columbian to emergency, and so I was in ICU for probably maybe twenty days. And I was hospitalized for forty days and forty nights. That's what the Lord wanted me to do. He had me there for a reason, and he said, encourage the staff. And so, you know what, it wasn't all that difficult for me to smile at them, to thank them. Uh, I mean, there was the nurses, there was the people that came in with your food, there was the people that took your blood out of your system. And so there's, you know, so many people and, you know, you're just chatting with them. Hi, how are you? How long have you been doing this kind of work? You know, thank you for the work that you're doing. I know that my children were very concerned, because they couldn't come in to visit. But I myself, I was never fearful of my, of my situation or my health condition. So I felt very comfortable and and strong in that respect, knowing that this is where God wanted me to be. And I said, "Thank you, Lord. This is where you want me to be. I am just enjoying uh, being." Uh, grateful to the nursing staff and everyone that's um, that's here helping me so um, and since Luce was a nurse I've always had a, a, um, a soft spot in my heart for the nursing staff. Luce was certainly not at a distance from God. She journaled and, and I read her journals now and, and almost wait to to see how close she was to the Lord. I was not but certainly Since her passing, that has certainly changed in my life too. I'm relying on God every day for every step that I take. And Lord, what is it you would have me do today?
0: Wow, incredible. Here we have a senior in our church dealing with grief and loss, and health challenges of his own. And his prayer every single day is, God, what is it you have for me to do today? Simon's story, it reminds me that in the midst of pain and suffering, we can be a blessing to others. I love that in Simon's story, God isn't working through him to lead a nation or find the cure for cancer. God is working through him through the simple act of encouraging others. Simon volunteers at City Reach every week for our Food for Families program, and he brings this same encouraging attitude wherever he goes. I've seen it. Because Simon knows that even in the midst of pain and suffering, we can still be a blessing to others. Thank you, Simon, for sharing your story with us. I, I don't know about all of you, but I am encouraged today. All right, next up, I'd like to introduce you to Alex Koo. I've gotten to know Alex over the past few years, and I have seen his heart and his passion for Jesus up close. Alex and his wife, Kathy, they started attending our Broadway Church Port Coquitlam campus about four years ago. And in four days from today, Alex has a big life change coming up. Alex is retiring. (laughs) He made it. He's retiring from a 37-year career in pathology and lab medicine. And he found himself recently praying a dangerous prayer. He simply prayed, God, I'm available. I want to be able to serve you in a different way. Let's watch Alex's story together.
2: So I'm going to retire at the end of this year. It's been a really full career. In fact, um, this year marks 37 years of my career in pathology and lab medicine. I've done a a number of interesting roles in it, including being an associate dean at BCIT. I think it's just time to uh, do something different. God has a different plan for me. I found myself saying to God, God has been a good run. 37 years in a career that I didn't think I could be in for that long. God, I'm available. I want to be able to serve you in a different way. This answer actually came. I remember still vividly on this Monday afternoon, I think it was, I got a call from a guy called Pastor Simon. He said, hey dude, want to do coffee? He said, listen, um, we would like you to consider joining our pastoral team at Broadway Church. What was going through in my mind was, me? Are you sure? Why me? I'm not trained as a pastor. I haven't gone to Bible school. Are you sure? Did you hear wrong from God? Is God really saying that to you? I just didn't think that that is possible for a person like me. I just didn't see that I have the skill or be or worthy to be called into a, a service like that. The first three nights, I actually couldn't really sleep. Uh, Maybe God just didn't want me to sleep. Maybe he just wanted me to talk to him more about it. And I wrestled with God. And um, I lost, I think. Because on the fourth day, the answer came. And it was at a moment where I I really didn't expect it. Um, I was listening to a song, actually. I still remember those words. Uh, The word says, I call people like you to... Carry through my plan. I use broken things, and I raise them to glory. And it's kind of emotional still thinking about it. Um, and God just said, "Don't say that you're not good enough to do this, because I'm calling you to." God, if that's what you want me to do, I will do it. So. I phone Simon up on Sunday and say, Amen. Through the, considering this experience, I think what occurred to me was that number one, no one is too old for God to be used, or too young for that matter. 61, I don't consider myself um, too old, but definitely not too young. And yet, God said, uh, in spite of your age, in spite of what you don't have, I'm gonna be able to put the pieces that I need together because I've done that already. I've already put the pieces together. And what I have right now is what I need from you. You have what was needed to accomplish what I need to do in your life.
0: Okay, a few things struck me from Alex's story. First of all, if you didn't know, I'm Pastor Simon from the Starbucks story. But do I sound like that? Do I say things like, hey dude, want to grab some coffee? <laughs> okay, and the second thing that struck me was Alex's humility. See, Alex is one highly accomplished individual. He's currently the BC Director of Operations at Life Labs. Before that, he was responsible for over 1,500 employees at Vancouver Coastal Health. He has his master's in business administration. He's a certified executive coach. He has served both on a board of a church and a board of a college. And when I asked him if he'd consider joining the staff here at Broadway, he responded, who, me? See, oftentimes we feel like God can't use us or God doesn't want to use us for whatever reason. And I love how Alex said it. God uses broken things. Even if you feel broken some way, know that God has a plan for you, that God has a place for you in his kingdom. Whether that be serving God in a church leadership position like Alex is about to do, or whether that's serving God in your field of expertise, don't say that you're not good enough. Don't say that God can't use you because it's God who qualifies you for the work he has for you. So no matter who you are, no matter what you do, you're not too old and you're not too young for God to use you right where you are. Would you be willing to pray that same dangerous prayer that Alex did by simply saying, God, I'm available. Big thank you to Alex for sharing your story with us today. I honestly look so forward to working alongside you here at Broadway in the coming year. Okay, last but not least, I wanted to end with what some may call one of the most famous faces at Broadway over this past year. We have seen her face almost every week as we watched Church Online from home for almost 18 months. She has been a staple in our worship ministry for a number of years. She was a pastoral apprentice here for a year and has now recently joined our pastoral team. It's Avery Wright. Avery grew up here at Broadway since she was a baby. And by since she was a baby, I mean she was actually baby Jesus in the singing Christmas tree just months after she was born. So yeah, she's what you would call a lifer. Avery has an incredible story and has been on a journey with mental health for years, and she has learned some powerful lessons. Before Avery shares her story with us, let me ask you a question. I wonder how you would answer it. In your own mind right now, I want you to fill in the blank for me. Fill this in. To me, mental health is blank. To me, mental health is blank we asked Avery that very same question. So with no further ado, it's my privilege that I get to introduce to you, Pastor Avery Wright.
3: Mental health to me is something that Jesus would care about. I feel like mental health in the church is something that we brush over. Uh, We might address it quickly, but it's not something that we really put a lot of care into. And I think I see over and over in the Bible, like Jesus goes after those people who uh, are lost, who are confused, who uh, feel distant. And people who struggle with mental health issues often feel that way. I myself have struggled with a lot of mental health issues in the past few years. Just struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, suicidal thoughts, anorexia. Those are all things that I have battled against. And for a while in my life, it seemed like that was something I was going to struggle with my whole life. It seemed like that was it. That was what my life was going to look like. And I remember being in that place for a few years uh, and just feeling like I had no hope, feeling like that was it. And and God had nothing for me, like he had abandoned me. And that was my story for a while. And I hid it. During that time I was still serving, I was still in ministry, I was still even working at the church and um, I thought that because I was a leader, because I was serving, I couldn't open up about that. Uh, Like it was this thing that was supposed to be secret that no one was supposed to know about because I was a leader. I was supposed to have it all together and it wasn't until I opened up about it that I really started to find healing. I think that a lot of times when we think of healing, we think of like a quick miraculous thing, uh, where God just comes in and he takes away all the pain, all the brokenness. And I do believe that that's something that God does. But at the same time, I also believe that he can work through counselors that he can work through medication um, that it doesn't have to be a quick uh, one-time miracle thing but sometimes it can be a process and that's how it was like for me it started with just opening up to a couple people opening up to a mentor a pastor a friend um going to a doctor seeking counseling um seeking those next steps and i feel like that's how god brought about healing in my life it wasn't a quick Uh, you're over this no more depression no more mental health issues it was like a real if you want this and you have to stick with me and keep taking those steps there was just this specific moment where God spoke to me and reminded me that I don't have to be perfect I don't have to you know that doesn't have to all be over it's okay to still fight and struggle against these things but that he brought me through that for a reason and that's not something that should be hidden, that's something that should be shared. I'd rather be open it and and walk with other people through it than, than do it on my own or see them do it alone. If I could encourage the Avery a few years ago who was going through all of this, I would tell her that there is hope because at the time she didn't even see a future. She didn't necessarily want a future. But now that I'm living in that future, now that I um, see where my life has gone, I see all the hope around me. I see how God has used me. I see that there's so many things that I'm glad that I lived for and and, and that I I walked through. And so I would definitely tell her to to not give up, to not be discouraged by what she was going through, but to look towards the future, to look towards Jesus, because there's so much hope that can be found in Him. I think that every time I step on stage or I go into youth or young adults, I see God at work um, because I see him working through this person that was so broken and honestly still is. Who I, I still have to struggle and fight with these things on a daily basis, but um, he's working through this person who has had a story that includes a lot of mental health issues, um, but he still chooses to use me, he still chooses to let me lead worship, to let me preach at at youth. And I just think that's so cool that God would allow me to be part of his story. And I think if that can just encourage one person, um, then it's all worth it. To anyone struggling with mental health, I would say just be open. Talk to someone, talk to a friend, a mentor, a counselor. Don't feel like you have to come into church and put on a face and and act perfect around everybody else. Be vulnerable and be willing to to share those, those hard parts of your life because if you want to find healing, if you want to find breakthrough from those things, it's not gonna happen with you fighting it on your own. It's gonna happen when you invite people in and when you invite God into your story to to fix that brokenness, even if it takes longer than you want.
0: One of my favorite parts of Avery's story is that she knows what it's like to currently live in the tension of dealing with mental health issues and living her life to the fullest at the same time. See, she's a follower of Christ, a daughter, a friend, a pastor, and someone who deals with mental health all at the same time, and that's okay. Someone may need to hear this today. That's okay. Dr. Henry Cloud is a clinical psychologist, and he says that pre COVID, 15 to 17% of people had a diagnosable mental health issue. But now, according to the Center for Disease Control, that number is 40%. If you're watching this today and a mental health issue is a reality for you, you are not alone. You are not broken. You are not less than, you matter to Jesus. Because as Avery said, mental health is something that Jesus cares about. Know this, there's hope. You are surrounded by a church who loves you. And we are wanting to journey alongside of you. You are deeply loved by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen? Amen. For some people, you may want additional support from the church, and we'd love to support you. We have a fantastic pastoral care team here at Broadway. And if you'd like to book a one-on-one meeting with one of our pastoral care team members, you can send an email to Pastor Paul Moores at paulm at broadwaychurch.com and he can set you up. A big thank you to Avery for boldly sharing your story today. Okay. Well that wraps up our final sermon of 2021. I hope by taking a behind the scenes peek at some of the Broadway lives like Simon and Alex and Avery, as they've shared their story with us, my hope is that this has made it feel like a smaller church for you, that you feel more connected to the people of Broadway. Hopefully you were inspired and encouraged today. And maybe, just maybe you would be bold enough to tell someone in your life about how God has been at work in you this past year. And finally, perhaps you're sitting there. You've been taking in all of these stories, but you're still on the outside looking in. You yourself have never made a personal decision to follow Jesus, to ask him to be the leader of your life and the forgiver of your sins from this day forward. Let's end 2021 by praying the most exciting prayer that you could ever pray. I wanna give you the opportunity right now to simply ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. You can go into 2022 with a fresh perspective and a renewed spirit by simply praying this prayer. So if that's you, would you join me as I close in a word of prayer? Dear Jesus, right now we ask that you would be exalted, that you would be God in my life. God, I acknowledge that I'm not a perfect person, that I haven't been living the design that you have for me. So right now, would you forgive me of my past and give me a bright future in your family? Accept me as your child. Come live within me from this day forward. I ask in your holy and precious name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer with me, the best advice I could give you is to text the number on the screen below. We have a pastor standing by that would love to text with you and tell you your next best step in a real relationship with the God of the universe. A big thank you to Simon, Alex, and Avery for sharing their stories with us. Uh, We hope that you were inspired today, and we hope that you have a very happy new year.